Well, good morning everybody and Happy New Year to everybody. It's nice to see you out this morning and we trust that God will minister to us from his, his word. As Andrew said, we're uh, preaching on the verse of the year today, which is from John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. But I think in context we'll read this first section because um, it gives a wonderful meaning, a full meaning in the days that we are living in. No matter what happens around us in this crazy mixed up world that we seem to be living in, but yet God is still on the throne. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So let's read uh, John 1 together. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. And God will add his blessing to that word. I think we should maybe just take a few moments this morning before we pray. Because we remember many of our fellowship who have passed from this life into the presence of God. And it's maybe easy sometimes to forget these things, that there are many who are still bearing that, <clears throat> that soreness in their own hearts. And we just would like to remember those this morning before we turn to the word of God. So let's just pray for these things. Father, we thank you that we can gather this morning and we come in the name which is high above every other name. And that is the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We pause for a moment, Lord, 
to remember those who we have lost over the last couple of years. We thank you for their memories. We thank you for their faith. We thank you, Lord, that they are absent in body but present with the Lord. And we pray for those who remain that you would encourage us in the days in which we live in. Where we are reminded that our God still reigns, that he is still on the throne. And that that light that shines into the darkness will never, ever be snuffed out. For we know that Christ is the light of the world. And we pray, Lord, that as we turn to your word now, as we read some of the passages, we pray that the Spirit of God would apply the word to each of our hearts, to both preacher and hearer. And we just pray, Lord, that we would know a sense of your presence as we begin another new year, that you would go before us. Bless every family represented here, every head bowed this morning, we pray that you would just come and meet each of our needs. For we know, Lord, that our needs are various and they're different. We thank you that you are a God who meets every one of us at our own particular need. So, Lord, we do pray your blessing on us now as we turn to your word. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> So not only uh, welcome to everybody here, but also those who are watching on live stream, we do make you welcome. So here in John's Gospel in uh, chapter 1, it describes <clears throat> two people before creation. Yes, it refers back to Genesis chapter 1. But even before that, in the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. Now, you might come across people in your walk of life that would say, nah, Jesus isn't God. There's no way that Jesus can be God. Well, if that is a conversation that you come across, you take them straight to this passage. Don't give them your reasons. Don't give them your opinions. For that's what's wrong today. Too many personal opinions. No, take them, take, take them straight to the scriptures of truth. The Bible, the word of God. And if you're in conversation with an unbeliever, then always stand your debate or your argument on the scriptures of truth. For if you do that, then you'll not go far wrong. So how does Jesus reveal God and his salvation plan to humanity. Well, he does it through his word. The scriptures, the word, is, the word of God is given to us that we may understand God, who he is, and know his will for each of our lives. Many religions have sprung up from Christianity over the last 2,000 years, and most would say that Christ gave us the word of God, but they would also say that Christ was not the only one who dispensed God's word to us. So this leaves us in a bit of a dilemma, does it not? 
If Christ is not the sole dispenser of God's word, then he is a liar. For he claims that he alone can reveal the Father to us, which is true, by the way. So in this first section of John's Gospel, he takes us away back to creation in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And the Hebrew word for without form is tohu, which means confusion and darkness. Here the earth was drowning in despair, you would think. But look at the second part of verse 2 in Genesis 1. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. What an awesome truth. Here is our Trinitarian God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all working together in creation of this world. And then something wonderful happens and supernatural in verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And I love the next four words after that. It says, and there was light. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Well, this is an awesome truth that God is omnipresent and should, be, should bring great peace and comfort to us this morning as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what your circumstances are this morning. But what about you today? Whether you're here in person or maybe you're watching on live stream. Is your world full of darkness? Is your world full of chaos? Is your world full of despair? I'd be the first to admit there's a lot of darkness around today, so it seems. Many who are searching, searching for something to satisfy their needs, searching for peace, searching for happiness, Searching for contentment. Searching for something, somewhere, to satisfy their hearts and their minds. It reminds me of that old hymn. With great theological truths, I tried the broken cisterns, Lord. But ah, the waters failed. Even as I stooped to drink, they fled. And mocked me as I wailed. Now, none but Christ can satisfy. No other name for me. There's love. There's life. There's lasting joy. Lord Jesus, found in thee. That's what you can have this morning. If you're here... If you're watching on live stream, that's what you can have this morning. You can have this love and life and lasting joy. If you have Christ as your Savior. And that's what this verse states in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 5. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So what is this light? What is this light that John speaks about in this verse? Well, it's Jesus, the Son of God, who came from the splendors of heaven and died on a cross at Calvary for your sin and for mine. The glorious light of Christ that shone into our darkened hearts. That glorious light that shone into this heart in 1981. Oh yes, I was was brought up in a Christian home. I knew the gospel inside out. I knew it up here, you see, but not in here. I was like that hymn writer. I tried the broken systems, Lord, but ah, the waters failed. I was looking for satisfaction, you see. But in my youth, it wasn't for me. And the gospel truth was I was still in darkness. And there's a great passage that Paul the Apostle pens in Ephesians 5. He says, you were once darkness. Those of us this morning who are Christians, you were once darkness without Christ and without hope. And that's how the Bible describes those who know not Christ as their Savior. Oh, they might have all the pleasures of life. They might have wealth and possession. But what about the life to come? What's going to happen on that day when they stand before the judgment and before Christ? The darkness that John describes in verse 5 here is of the devil. If you flick further on in a couple of chapters, in chapter 3, verse 19, it says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. That's why burglars burgle people's houses at night time. I love the darkness, you see. Nobody sees me. I'll be able to do it with nobody around. But darkness in this verse cannot conquer the light. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Which is ultra important for us as believers. We need to grasp this. When a truth of light is presented to darkness, darkness cannot conquer the light. Now, just as a way of explanation, I know when young kids, especially boys, love torches, and I was no different, you go into a dark room, pitch black, and you take a torch in with you. You can't see anything, until you flick that light on in the torch. And that torch illuminates the room. It illuminates everything. So now, switch on darkness to blot out the light. You can't. You can't switch on darkness to blot the light out. The light illuminates. And that's what we pray for. 
That's what we pray for in our families, in our friends, that the light of Christ would illuminate the darkness of the hearts of men and women and young folks. Light will always prevail over darkness. No matter how dark the situation is this morning, the light of Christ will overcome it and allow peace and love to reign in our hearts. Oh, John reminds us in 9 verse 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And in John 8, 12, Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And John wrote these words. When Christ was walking in this world, the world was full of idols, full of gods with small g, a world full of evil and ungodliness. It's no different today. It's no different today. Think of what kind of God most sinners desire. A God indulgent to sin. A God who will shut his eyes to disobedience. A God who will always reward and never punish. A God who will always receive, whether become in truth or pretense. Who is blind, who is willing to be taken in and imposed upon. Who will put up with all excuses under the sun and bear all hypocrisy. And not only has the light of Christ shone in our hearts, but it shines in the dark corners of our world today. And it's yours and it's my responsibility as Christians to hold aloft the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's not only non-believers that need to be reminded that God is light <coughs> How often do we as Christians sin, hoping that God will not think so severely of our own sins as the Bible says it does? How often do we often say to ourselves, God is merciful, he won't be too hard on me? Yes, we as Christians, I, myself, that's sometimes how we maybe think, thinking that God can be bargained with or bribed or otherwise bought off concerning our sin. But in John 1 verse 5, it says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And that's what we need to mirror image in each of our lives as Christians. They should be full of light. You are the light of the world. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the light. You are the light in a darkened world. And not only have we received the light, but we have been made light. We have become transmitters of light. And that's the application that I want to leave with us this morning. We have become transmitters of this glorious light. 
And the question that we need to ask ourselves on this first Sunday of 2022, are we a light that shines in the darkness in this world? No, Jesus didn't say, you are the light of the church. No, he said, you are the light of the world. As we live in this world, our Christianity should be evident all around us, whether it's in church, whether it's at work, whether it's at university, whether it's at school, whether it's on the golf course. Our God, our good deeds ought to draw attention not to us, but to the God who brought us into this world, who created each one of us in this created world, and who has given us a Savior in Jesus Christ alone. As we sit here this morning, we have been rescued from darkness into this marvelous light of the glory of God. We have been rescued by the glorious light of the grace and mercy of our God. And we need to measure the heights of his glory and majesty and measure the natural depths of the darkness of our own sins at times. And when you see this comparison, we begin to grasp the wonders of his grace and his mercy. And as Christians this morning, it is because the light has shone into my heart, into our hearts, where the darkness was so deep, we couldn't even recognize the light. The darkness was so deep that it made us hate the light. And the darkness was so deep that it made us reject the light. But the light of Christ has penetrated the darkness of our hearts. And we have come to know Jesus. We have come to know him who is life and light and glory. So as we begin this year, may we know more about the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ that we might share him with those who are lost in their sins and heading to a hell, a lost eternity without Christ, without hope. What hope has the world today? Many are in despair. Many, unfortunately and sadly, have lost their employment through COVID. They're in despair. They don't know who to turn to. Here it is. I am the light of the world that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Christ is the answer to our every need. And may we be used by God that that glorious light of the gospel of Christ would come to some darkened heart, that it might be illuminated, and it might be a light bulb situation where the scales from their eyes will be lifted and they'll see the glory of God 
in all that he did for us at Calvary by sending us his son to die on a cross for your sin and for mine. May God shine through us as bright burning lights for his glory and for his praise. Amen.